when before the night before I went into labor with him, I can remember feeling like he was stuck at the top of my pubic bone. Like I was having contraction and I just was so uncomfortable. Like I feel like he's just kind of stuck. And so um, I had done some, some uh, movements that I have learned and like just for a couple of hours, I just kind of rotated through these things and I felt him shift and move and I went into labor mm-hmm. the next day. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. If you've already given birth before, I'd love to know, did your labor turn out the way you'd imagined it? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 150 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this week we are speaking with Stephanie Allen, mama of five. Stephanie's experienced a vast array of births, and some of them turned out far different from what she, or anyone for that matter, could have predicted, especially her most recent birth. This episode, and every episode actually, was brought to you by Happy Home Birth Academy, the premier childbirth education program designed specifically for the home birth mother. I created HHA after experiencing birth from a number of angles, on the midwifery team, on the doula team, and as the home birth mother herself. Inside of the academy, we go through eight phases of preparation, taking responsibility for every aspect of our birth that we can, and learning to relax and release the rest. We learn everything from the physiology of birth to deep relaxation techniques, including a library of binaural beat audio relaxation tracks, to partner preparation, and so much more to help you take charge of your own home birth experience and feel deeply prepared and excited as you step into labor, whether it's for the first or 15th time. So head to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash happy dash homebirth dash academy to learn more or just click the link in the show notes. And finally, I'd love to thank our reviewer of the week, The Pond, who writes, so positive and encouraging. I've listened to a lot of birth podcasts like a lot. This one is by far my favorite. The tone is so positive, encouraging, and wholesome. I wish I had found this before my home birth last year, but I am listening like crazy to start mentally preparing for whenever I have my next baby. Thank you so much, The Pond. If you'll email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I'd love to send you a happy home birth podcast sticker. Hey, if you've been enjoying this podcast, would you consider taking a moment to leave a rating and review? It's an incredible way to help this podcast grow as the more positive reviews, the more often Apple Podcasts recommends the show. So if you can help, help me reach more mamas by leaving a quick little line. Thank you so much. Okay, let's do this. Please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and the show is not meant to prescribe or treat. It's an educational tool, so continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so honored and humbled to be here, truly. Oh, well, I'm so excited to have you. When I heard or read about your story, I was like, yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna be a good one. (laughs) It's so fascinating. I can't wait for our listeners to hear it. Before that, would you be willing to take just a moment to introduce yourself to the listeners? Definitely. My name is Stephanie Allen. I um, have five children. I have eight-year-old twins a five-year-old boy, a three-year-old boy. And then I just, my last one is my first girl. Mm -hmm. Um, She's one year old. And um, I love my family. My husband works from home and we um, do a lot of family things together. And um, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, just a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) Just, I just do everything. Um, It's fine. I just, I just stay home. Um, But yeah, that's, that's me. That's great. So let's start at the beginning. So you started with twins. Yes, I oh, did. <laughs> um, it was. I um, So I didn't know that I was having twins until my third trimester. 
Mm. We, we had been traveling full time um, with my husband's family and um, they're, they're music artists. They travel and sing. Um, and I was, I had been really, really sick and we had finally gotten off the road and I had gone into um, midwifery care and um, I just, we couldn't get me healthy. And she mm. was like, you know what, go get an ultrasound. We need to make sure everything's okay. So we did. And the ultrasound tech, she was like, well, did your midwife tell you there was two? And my <laughs> husband and I were floored. We were like, uh, no, <laughs> did not know that. Um, but from there, we were able to give my body the things that it needed. Um, from the beginning, I had wanted to do a home birth um, with my twins that didn't change. Um, even when I found out I had twins, the midwife I was using uh, was very, she had delivered twins before. And she was like, as long as everything looks, you know, stays healthy, as long as you look good, babies look good, we're good to do this at home. Um, so, and I was new to home birth, but I just, I had seen my sister-in-law do it. And I knew where I was most comfortable. I've watched things like the business of being born and, um, read some books and things. And so just knew that that was what was right for me. Um, but as I got closer to like the 38 week mark, I had been having some contractions and things. And um, I, uh, but my body wasn't progressing at all. And so my midwife again was like, all right, let's go get another ultrasound, see what's going on. And my twins were like locked in my room, in my womb. Um, their chins were, they were chin to chin. And they were just like stuck together. Like they, neither one of them could shift anywhere. <laughs> and so, um, which it was so, it was such a blessing that we did that because if I had actually gone into labor, like either I would have died or I would have lost one of the babies. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really thankful for that. And, um, and we were able to choose the hospital that we went to. And I, I had a really good hospital experience actually. Um, the surgery went really, really well. I had really good care in the hospital. Um, and so I don't regret any of that. Right. Right. It sounds like that was, I mean, that was the decision that based off of even your midwife who was comfortable with delivering twins was saying, you know, mm -hmm. this is not, this is not something yeah. we can safely do. Right. Yeah. There just was, there wasn't really any other option. Mm -hmm. So, mm. um, so, yeah. so you, so you gave birth to your twins in the hospital. Um, what was the recovery like? What was that, you know, emotionally like for you? Number one, you know, you found out pretty late in the game that you had twins. Number right. two, you're now recovering from surgery. What was that all like? You know, I didn't know anything different. And so now that I've had babies, um, uh, naturally, I can definitely look back and be like, wow, the recovery took a long time. Mm. Um, I couldn't lift up the babies by myself and like twist and, and move them. There was a lot that uh, my husband had to help me with. And uh, I was blessed to have um, some family that would come and stay with me during the day while he worked and they would help me um, just because I just was more physically unable <laughs> to do very much. Mm -hmm. um, and then having two babies, can be hard because you want to do everything for your baby. And there are some times where your, your two babies need two different things. And I couldn't always meet both of those needs. Mm. So there was some, you know, recovering hard and then trying to emotionally meet the needs of two babies and physically that was very trying. Um, but it was also good for me to learn to ask for help and mm. to realize that I needed help and that was okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, that's a great point. And yeah, that's a very humbling lesson. Yeah. So you have your twins. Um, and then what, what happens next? How far along into postpartum were you when you had your, your next, you said, so eight year olds and then five. five so had, yes. I yeah, had, okay. no, sorry, uh, I am. I had one uh, miscarriage between mm -hmm. my twins and my five-year-old. And um, life was just really busy for us. I wasn't really taking very, very good care of myself. And so that was kind of a wake up call. Like I needed to get my body in a better place. Um, and so we walked through that and that was, my twins were about 18 months old when that happened. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, 
I was pregnant again when my twins uh, turned two after they turned two. Gotcha. Um, so two, you know, two two year olds and walking through pregnancy, <laughs> it was fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, but um, yeah, and I I knew I wanted to again try for um, a home birth, and uh, I know that there can be it can be hard to find people who will support you in doing a VBAC, especially a VBAC home birth. Um, but I was living in the same place and my midwife um, was again comfortable with uh, doing that with me as long as everything continued to look good. Um, and so that was, that was just, again, what I wanted to pursue. The pregnancy with just the one was uh, much easier than mm. my twin pregnancy. Um, and by this point, I had I learned a little bit more about um, making sure I got protein and kind of supporting my body with good supplements and things like that, uh, which made a big difference. Um, and so that pregnancy was much it was much smoother. I was going to ask when you said that with your first birth, you know, you had, you were really having a hard time staying well. Um, and then when you found out it was twins, you were able to kind of fix some things. Was that nutritionally like adding protein or what did that look like? It was nutritionally. I was just not getting enough calories. And, um, and so my midwife actually told me to try to do like three protein shakes a day. I was aiming for like 120 or more grams of protein every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I hit that, but like one time, <laughs> but it was really helpful, uh, to do that. And then, um, my, because of twins, I, I guess my, um, just like my liver and my kidneys, mm-hmm. um, were under a little more stress. And so we were able to kind of support them with, um, with some things that, um, help me feel better on that end as well. That totally makes sense. Yeah. It's just such a hormone load, you know, just such an extra hormone load that that's, that's rough. That, that makes sense. And oh my goodness, that's, I'm trying to get in a lot of protein and it is hard. You have to really think about what you're doing. Yes. Like every, everything you eat has to have protein in it and then it has to like have extra protein. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then on top of that, some more protein and a side of protein with your protein. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So back to that second, that your next pregnancy. Um, So it was much easier, obviously, like we're talking about, you had a little less burden on your liver. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious to hear more about how that unfolded. Right. So I, um, again, you know, natural, they talk about like your first, um, vaginal birth being, it's just going to take longer. Um, and that was kind of tough to wrap my mind around mentally because I was like, I've already birthed two babies, you know, but Mm -hmm. I just hadn't done it vaginally. And so, um, kind of preparing myself for that. And there were some of those feelings like my C-section birth didn't quite count or it didn't matter. And that wasn't really what it was about. It was just the processes that your body has to go through and being able to support that. Um, And so I actually, I went to um, 42 weeks with my, um, with this baby. Mm. And I can remember trying so many things to like kick my body into labor and just being so done being pregnant. I felt huge and, um, and just really, really done. And, um, and so when I finally went into labor, I was like, so excited. I was like, this is it. Yay. I'm going to have a baby. And then I labored for, um, like 24 hours. Um, Mm. And it just was a really long, really, really long process. Um, and it wasn't all hard labor. Um, I probably had about um, eight hours of, you know, more intense labor. And, um, but just like trying to get my body to um, keep progressing and things. And I was, again, kind of new to this and um I felt kind of discouraged like everybody was waiting on me Mm -hmm. and um I was letting people down because I wasn't I didn't have this baby yet um and uh and again like now that I've had some more natural births I can look back and and kind of see the early signs of labor and like okay I could have kind of done some of these things um but I also wish that like my midwife would have been there 
um, like encouraging me a little bit more. I don't know if she was just kind of tired or, mm-hmm. but she said to me at one point, she's like, she's like, if you want to have this baby, like, you know, we need to do some of this. I'm like, I do want to have this baby. I don't know what to do. Um, so that one, there was just some tough mental things about that. Um, I wanted to do a water birth. And I remember I was in um, like a little blow up pool for a couple of hours and just felt like things weren't progressing very well. Um, and so we were like, all right, let's try getting out. And I remember I stood up and got out and like went to the shower and started having um, pushing contractions, um, something like definitely switched. Um, and I was able to get to the bed and my midwife checked me and she was like, you have a cervical lip. And I had never heard of those. I like, I had no idea what that was. Um, but there was like this, uh, you know, little bit of skin or, you know, the cervical, it was blocking the baby being able to shift down and through the birth canal. And so I remember laying on my back, having pushing contractions and she like was physically trying to move that. Mm-hmm. um lip and we did that for a couple of contractions which was very intense <laughs> and mm-hmm. um and she's like do you want to do this some more or do you want to just um you can lay on your back and see if we can just get your body to um move this naturally and I was just about done with her finger <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> up in my vagina and I was like okay yes I am just gonna sit here for a little while so um probably two hours, maybe, maybe not quite that long. It felt like a long time. I sat, I laid on my back with pushing contractions Mm -hmm. and just trying to let my body work out, um, the cervical lip and get the baby down. Um, and that was, um, that was just, that was very intense. I remember my husband was there holding my hand and, um, I had asked him to just read Psalms to me and, um, I think that's just what kind of got me through was just like him being there and reading that um, to me and over me and um, help me get through that kind of that long process. Um, That is beautiful. There's something about that that just, I don't know, my husband praying over me in labor is something I will never forget. Yes, it definitely just, it brought such peace over Mm -hmm. it. Like if he hadn't been doing that, I, I don't know how I would have gotten through that. Yeah. Um, so, and after we had done that for a while, my midwife came back in and, um, she was like, okay, you know, I think that, I think your body's ready to do this again. Sometimes these things get a little fuzzy. Um, so I started, um, actually pushing, trying to get the baby out. And right before I pushed him out, she actually had me flip onto my knees so I was like in the middle of a pushing contraction mm-hmm. and she and my husband like rotated me onto my knees it was the weirdest thing and as I rotated like he just came out mm-hmm. um and uh I remember he was he's he was my biggest baby and I remember like grabbing him and my arms were like tired I was like oh it's just wow he's <laughs> huge you are <laughs> like, substantial are you, sure? <laughs> are you sure this is my baby like what happened um and there was just such relief. Um, I remember like being on my bed and like laying down and my midwife was kind of checking him and making sure things were okay. Um, <clears throat> and like just laying down and like utter exhaustion, but I was like, I was holding his hand and he had his hand like wrapped around my finger. And I just will always remember that like mm-hmm. relief and just my baby being there. Um, so it was, a, it was a really good moment. It's incredible. And what was your recovery like? after having this baby at home, you've got your two toddlers. <laughs> what was that mm-hmm. like? Um, it was, it was long. Um, I, so I pushed for a really long time and I bled a little bit more, which is, um, can be common after you going from a C-section to a back. Mm. Um, and, and so I remember like, I, I couldn't get out of bed for like the first 12 hours. Um, like had a diaper on and everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't get up and go to the bathroom, which was very humbling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like the first time I got up, I remember I actually like crawled to the bathroom. Um, and, um, and I, you know, there's, there's so much of that recovery that it's kind of a blur. Like, I don't remember very much like the first three months of his life. And um, I think part of that was, 
uh, my body, I had not helped my body like recover well from having twins mm -hmm. and then a miscarriage and then this baby, um, because there's so much hormonally that shifts and nutritionally, like you get depleted and I hadn't, um, I hadn't replenished that. And so I think my body was just very physically done and kind of broken. Mm -hmm. Um, I got mastitis, um, for the first time ever, um, and so that, that recovery was really, really rough. Um, but because of that, I just, I kind of went on a bigger health journey and um, learned that my body was sensitive to some things and started eating more to fuel my body um, and worked on trying to kind of replenish the things that it had lost. And so my greatest, like my, the most um, that I remember recovering with him was uh, kind of further down the road. So he spent a lot of time with his dad and um, and I don't know what my twins did during that time. <laughs> they drew on our walls a lot. <laughs> um, Decorated. <laughs> exactly, yeah, lots of art. <laughs> so. Oh gosh, yeah, that's so, so hard. And I was listening to something to a podcast recently and they were talking about that, about how, you know, depression, is really a postpartum depression. It's really postpartum depletion. So, so much of the time it is there, there, you know, you're downloading all of your nutrients into your baby, especially in that third trimester. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you're, you're just super depleted and having to, we don't realize how much that is the case. And so we don't know to so heavily replete um, once baby is born and yeah, that can, that can cause a lot of, a lot of difficulty. So you did, it sounds like though, you did realize a little bit later on down the road, oh gosh, I've got to, I got to get this under control. Yes, for sure. And I think that there definitely could have been, um, some depression or just some of those issues. Um, mm -hmm. but I was very out of it. Like the brain fog was intense and right. I also had some good support. Like my husband worked from home and um, I think just having him there with me really helped me not, um, kind of fall in under a dark cloud, you know? Gotcha. So um, it was, this was more of like a, like kind of out of it uh, more than just like actually depressed. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Like I just have, like, I have so few memories. <laughs> that was something that stuck out to me about my other births was like, wow, I don't remember this with my son Ezekiel. I was like, I don't remember these, you know, early months or whatever, and just kind of soaking that in and then just being shocked at how much my body needed that it didn't have. Yeah. So. Oh gosh. So once you started, uh, making this health journey, you know, once that became on the forefront of your mind, you, you started taking control of that. And then what happened with your next birth? My next birth, I, um, got pregnant again when my son was like two years old my body just kind of naturally spaces them out like that I guess um and I was in such a healthier place that was the first pregnancy where I didn't throw up I mean I had nausea but um I think that having learned how to like fuel my body and eat well and supporting it through again through just good supplements or whatever um I handled it much better so um first pregnancy that I didn't throw up at all. And, um, I didn't have, um, as much brain fog, I would say. And, um, and we were, um, actually we were traveling and moving again, that pregnancy. And, um, I kind of had done some of my own care. I was in uh, communication with the midwife that I had worked with for my other two babies and we were traveling and my goal, my plan was to go back to where we were living and um, pick up care with that midwife. So I was just kind of talking to her and keeping her posted on how things were. Um, my mother-in-law had eight babies and um, was kind of a wealth of knowledge when it came to um, just taking care of yourself. And so I could ask her a lot of questions and things like that. Um, but at um, seven and a half months pregnant, we actually ended up moving and um, so then I was like a rush to find a, 
a midwife or a birthing center that uh, would take me at like 30 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of places they cut off care between 30 and 34 weeks. Um, so that was a little bit um, stressful. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but I ended up finding a really wonderful midwife and um, got connected there. And God just really took care of us um, in that way. And um, really liked her. She, I had a great experience with that. So, um, so that pregnancy was just much smoother. Um, we were living in a motor home and I did not want to have a baby in a motor home. Um, so that was why I really wanted to find a good birthing center. Um, when I just was like, I can't envision myself like having birth in anywhere here. Um, <laughs> there's just not enough space. And uh, I like um, I like hot water when I'm in labor. I like being able to take long showers. And when you live in a motorhome or trailer, then you only have like seven minutes of hot water and that was mm. not going to get it. Right. So, um, so this time, again, I, I try to kind of kick my body into labor um, as I got closer to 40 weeks and your body just is not going to do that <laughs> until it's ready. It just really <laughs> won't try everything. Um, so I finally did go into labor a little bit past 40 weeks and um, just a really kind of a, um, a smooth process. I, I went into labor during the day, which was kind of nice. I woke up early that morning and we just kind of spent time as a family. We like went to Chick-fil-A um, and just, you know, knew that my contractions could get more intense or they could maybe die off. So I just was trying to not think about it too much and let my body kind of just work. Um, and then later that day, um, I was on like my yoga ball and I was like, okay, I'm, I think that, I think that we're, you know, this is a go, like this is really happening. So, um, we had about a 45 minute drive to the birthing center. Um, and I didn't want to deliver in the car. So that's weird. You didn't? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. Shocking. Um, so we went ahead and. Uh, my husband drove us and um, my mother-in-law and her husband um, were, were there with our family. Um, and uh, she loves being around for birth and I have a very good relationship with her. So they, anyways, they came with us to the birthing center, but they were like out in a waiting room. Um, and we got there and uh, again, just like helping my body um, work through um work through that labor and try to keep it progressing. Um, I had um, done a lot more study and learned a lot more about um, movement and things that you can do to just, you know, support your body um, to be able to go into labor. When before the night before I went into labor with him, I can remember feeling like he was stuck at the top of my pubic bone. Like I was having contractions and I just was so uncomfortable. Like I feel like he's just kind of stuck. And so um, I had done some, some, uh, movements that I have learned and like, just for a couple of hours, I just kind of rotated through these things and I felt him shift and move. And I went into labor mm-hmm. the next day. And that was such a cool experience for me that like, I helped my body do what it needed to do. Like I, you know, just gave me a lot more trust for what I felt and, um, kind of paying attention to how I, uh, what was going on and then working with my, my body. Um, that's really cool. It was, it was, it was a really cool feeling. And, um, so just doing some more of that the next day. And again, I wanted to try a water birth. So I had eventually gotten in the water and maybe water relaxes me too much. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I was in there for a while and, um, having good contractions, but they just weren't they weren't getting intense enough, you know, like you need them to get to that point where um, it's almost like, oh, this, you know, I can't take anymore. And so I just was really tired and remember being like, I can't just keep doing this forever. And so I got up again and went to the shower. And once again, I started having um, those more intense pushing contractions and um, almost like brought me to my knees. And so I was working through them and I'm not a super vocal person. Um, I kind of just, I moan through things and I just, um, I'm just more quiet. I, I don't 
like make a lot of, of noise, which if you do, I think that's totally fine. It's just how <laughs> I handled it. Um, and so I remember um, one of the nurse midwives um, and my husband being like, she's, we think she's pretty close. And then another midwife, she's like, she's not like, she's not close to having this baby. Like there's, she's not being loud enough. This is not intense enough. Mm -hmm. And like, I think 10 minutes later, I, I had my baby, but <laughs> I was, I was like walking around and squatting and, um, and I moved to the bed and I was just in a, in a squat on the bed. And I think I had three pushing contractions and then he was, he was out and he was born in his, um, water sack, which was really, really cool. Wow. Um, was super and he came, he came so fast I remember just like from when I went through transition to them pushing contractions and then when he was born it was a whirlwind like um still kind of like I had him and was just like laid down like exhausted like wow I, I had my baby <laughs> um uh, just kind of in shock um and I did tear a little bit um maybe because of how fast he came or um or, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly, but it wasn't a, a very bad tear. Um, but he did come out really fast. That sounds like it. That's, that's, I love the, like, oh, she's not ready. And it's just like, well, exactly. I'll show you. <laughs> my other, my main midwife actually had gone to, um, she had gone to lay down for a little bit and she had done that like half an hour before he was there they were like oh yeah I think we have some time and so she was asleep and she's like I can't believe I missed it <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> oh my goodness so how did you feel after that experience what that that sounds like an incredible birth but like you kind of alluded to there was a bit of a shock factor there from from going to from going through the end of it so quickly Yes, it was, you know, the whole experience was, um, it was the best birth that I had had and mm -hmm. just realizing like what, um, what I could do and work with, with my body and, um, uh, was just really, I don't know, it was, it, um, it was just a really good and, and cool experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was very awake and present for it. I didn't feel, I mean, I was tired, but mm -hmm. um, just not as mentally and emotionally quite as drained or exhausted. Um, and just remembering some of those earlier moments with him so much better than my other birth. And, um, you know, he did come fast, but like the labor um, was such a good, like kind of textbook labor. Mm -hmm. um, that you kind of had time to wrap your mind around everything going on. And so though I pushed him out and he came pretty fast, it didn't happen. Um, it wasn't like too fast. Right. That, well, that totally me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely does. So, well, that sounds great. That was a great experience. Yeah, it was. It was, so, it was a really good experience. So this, this most recent birth, um, this one is really fascinating from what I know of it. Um, so I'd love to hear what, well, first off, what was that postpartum like? And then into your next pregnancy, how did that all unfold? The postpartum experience was, again, it was just so much smoother than my other one. I remember we went and did something as a family at like six weeks and my husband kept being like, are you okay? Like, are you sure you're, I was like, I feel really good. Like I'm totally fine. Whereas, um, like I was still, I was still not really okay four months postpartum with the previous birth. Um, so that was just, that was really shocking or not shocking. That was really cool to me. Like I had, um, learned to kind of exercise well and I had um, done some good stretching and other movements throughout my pregnancy and um and worked really hard to um rehabilitate my core mm -hmm. um and I just think there was so much that it was like I gave my body what it needed um and so um it was a it was a very good again very good postpartum experience and recovery um all my kids, but I, I had uh, four under four. Um, but in some ways that was um, easier because they were all little enough that they would all still rest and kind of did some of the same things. And so there just was a lot of um, good about that, that whole um, postpartum experience. Mm. Yeah, that and that is nice when they are, you know, 
close enough in age to where they're relatable to one another and can, you know, have some playtime and have those similar activities. Like you mentioned, that totally makes sense. Have nap time. Everybody go take a nap. (laughs) Please, everybody, including me. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mom needs a nap. (laughs) So, okay, well, that's great. So that postpartum just went so much smoother, it sounds like. And then when you found yourself pregnant with this most recent, what was that like? Um, I was excited. I was definitely ready to have, um, another baby. I just, um, I kind of like, I want all the babies, you know? (laughs) Um, so again, just excited, um, excited because, you know, kind of in your own health journey, you're always learning and growing. And so I was once again, kind of excited to, um, put into practice some more of the things that I had been learning. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, again, I was just mentally, I was ready for um, another baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and this pregnancy was once again, it was just, it was smoother. Um, and I wasn't, uh, wasn't throwing up sick. Um, I think if I ever get pregnant again, and I start throwing up, I'm be like, oh, it has to be twins. Because <laughs> um, that's obviously what that means. Mm-hmm. But uh, Clearly. anyways, <laughs> it was, it was a good um I just didn't have a whole lot of, um, it wasn't like I was really drained all the time. There's definitely like, you know, having four kids and I was definitely more tired. Um, uh, but, uh, I still felt like I was giving my body the things that it needed for the most part to kind of support myself through pregnancy. Mm, I, um, exercised the most through that pregnancy than my others. Um, and just felt like really physically strong and healthy. Um, so I was really thankful for that because of, um, pregnancies in the past where that was not the case. So, right. Well, that makes so much sense. And for this pregnancy, were you guys living in the same place? Were you still in a motor home or what had happened between that time? We had transitioned from our motor home and we were in, um, a 45 foot trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so still small, but much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, I just knew I wanted, um, I wanted to have more, more space. I wanted to have, um, more hot water <laughs> for, um, for birth. And, um, and I had a, such a good experience at the birthing center, um, that, you know, just being able to kind of go and they took care of everything. Um, I didn't have to like clean up in my home or anything like that. So there just were some things that were really appealing to me. Um, my, my first VBAC birth, I can remember there was like so much mess to clean up. And part of that was was such a long labor, but, um, I, my husband was like, yeah, I I wouldn't mind doing a birthing service again. So, um, so that's what I wanted to do again and, um, found a really beautiful, birthing center and um like I loved uh it was such a beautiful building um and then I loved the women that worked there the midwife and um her understudy um and then even like the the kind of the secretaries um nurse people like they they just all were super um friendly and supportive and um I was really excited to give birth there like I was just so excited um and, um, the care was, was really good. And they were very, um, sometimes with birthing centers, they have to meet more requirements than if you were to do home care. Right. Um, but they never made me feel like I had to do something. Um, they were always like, this is your choice. If you don't want to do this, then that is totally fine. And, um, I really appreciated that. That is awesome. so nice. Yeah. I know not everyone is like that. And so I just really, really, really um, was thankful for um, their whole outlook on everything. Mm, That's amazing. And so you're, so you had fantastic care with them. Um, And then what happened towards the end of labor or towards the end of pregnancy and into labor? I, um, let's see. How far along? I want to say like at 39, maybe like 38 weeks and a half. Um, I, you know, I've been having um, Braxton Hicks um, for several weeks and um, 
Um, my body just kind of does that. It starts having contractions more the last several weeks of pregnancy and just kind of learn to um, accept that as my body preparing and um, trying to turn off those mental voices of like, oh, I want these to do more. or I wish they would just go away and just trying to be like, this is just what my body needs to do for me, for this baby. Um, and so that had been going on for a while. And I remember um, one Wednesday, um, I had been, you know, walking more. I think every day I was like trying to do a lot of walking and just needed to like mentally um, go try to work through um, in my head what I needed to do. And I definitely mentally too, um, I struggled a little bit more in this pregnancy um, because I knew I knew what recovery could be like, and I had four children and just knowing that there was going to be change and, um, trying to like welcome that and accept mm -hmm. that change, um, and be okay with it. I, I think there was so, there was so much more of a mental and emotional battle for me, this, this pregnancy. And it wasn't because anything went you know wrong or I had any red flags. It was just for whatever reason, something I had to work through. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a sister who um, kind of had a, a rough birth experience and it just really humbled me knowing that we could do all the right things and take care of our body um, the best that we can. And sometimes um, things happen, you know, and so just kind of surrendering, surrendering all of that um, and not, not choosing to walk in any fear. Right. Um, so there just was a lot of those things that I was working through. And I remember, um, four days before I actually gave birth, um, my body had started to like, it started to kick into labor. Um, I started having contractions and my husband was like, you never act like this unless you're actually in labor. And it's, I just remember mentally being like, no, I can't be in labor. Like this can't be happening. And I like went outside and walked and I was like crying and walking like, okay, this is good. Like I want to have my baby. And, you know, did I, um, prepare my family enough and um, that I soak up all the moments you know before mm -hmm. this change comes and like I wanted to have my baby it's just kind of accepting that change um, which is harder this time mm -hmm. so I remember just walking and, and working through that and getting to a place where I was um, I was okay and um, I went to bed that night and everything stopped which was really weird because I had never gotten to that point um, in contractions or never gotten to like where labor was kind of actively starting and then it totally stopped. So that was kind of a weird, like, what is my body doing? Right. And the next couple of days I just had, you know, some contraction contractions here and there, but nothing like what had happened on that day. And then, um, Saturday night I, um, woke up again and labor had started and, um, I was, you know, going to let kind of my husband sleep and the people who were going to come stay with our kids. I was just going to let everyone sleep. And, um, I remember like contractions, like progressing pretty fast. Um, and we still had like a 20 minute drive to the birthing center. And I think that my contractions were like a minute and a half long and five minutes apart. And I was like, wow, if these keep progressing like this, like this baby is going to come really soon. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I remember like uh, kind of getting to this point where I was shaking and like my body just doesn't do that until it's ready to like actually have a baby. So I, um, I woke my husband up and I was like, I think that we need to go in. Like I've only, I'd only been having contractions for like three hours. Um, but I just was like, I really think that we need to go ahead. Um, so we got to the birthing center and I knew that contractions would kind of slow down a little bit when we got in the car at least I was prepared for it because typically when you, um, kind of leave that place of comfort and you, you know, transition somewhere else, um, it's just like, it can stall your body. So I was kind of prepared for that. Um, and we got to the birthing center and I just was walking and kind of doing my thing and, um, sitting in some squats and using my yoga ball, um, and other things and just trying to kind of help my body, um, get back into it. And I had some good, strong contractions, but I feel like they never quite picked up. And um, I remember
average feeling like tired, but also just feeling really, I told my midwife, she's like, how are you feeling? I was like, I feel really weird. And she's like, what do you mean really weird? I was like, I don't know, just maybe really tired. And like, I don't know what my body's doing. I just feel kind of out of it. So um, she had me lay down and I slept and um, and woke up and like everything had totally stopped, which was again, just kind of, it was disappointing, but also hard for me because I felt like I couldn't get a read on what my body was doing. Right. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah. I was just uh, trying not to be discouraged and um, again, feeling like I was just wasting people's time. <laughs> you know, I was making all these people tired for no reason. Um, and so I knew that I would do better if I wasn't just hanging out at the birthing center, waiting for things to start back up. So um, we went to, um, some families, a uh, family's home that was close by and nobody was there. And we just like watched a show and relaxed for a little bit. Um, but nothing, again, nothing progressed. So we went back to the birthing center and she, um, did Clary stage like on my ankles and my cervix and we checked the baby and the baby looked great. Um, and I think I was actually at a four um, dilation and just kind of waiting for my body to do what it needed to. And she said, she's like, you know, we could try, um, this cocktail thing that, um, you know, I've seen some people have success with. And so, um, she sent me like this recipe for, um, castor oil and like some juice. And I think some people put champagne in it. Mm -hmm. Um, there was like one other thing. And so <clears throat> we went and we got things for that. I didn't want champagne because it didn't, you know, nothing like that sounded good. And I was just tired. I remember get, getting that stuff and just um, downing some of it. Cause I just wanted to go lay down. Um, and I didn't drink all of it. I drank, I definitely drank like enough, but I think the recommended <laughs> thing was like two ounces. And I would say I drink like an ounce. Mm -hmm. um, so I drank that and I went and laid down and probably 45 minutes into that. Like I woke up with a big contraction um, and, um, I just couldn't really go back to sleep after that. I was kind of uncomfortable. So I got up and I had another big contraction. Um, and I remember like being in my kitchen and like my kids all being around me and just knowing, like telling my husband, like, I need to, like, I need to go be away from all the noise. Like, I don't know if this is actually labor or not now um, because of what my body's been doing. So I just need to go like find some quiet and kind of work through these on my own. Um, so we, um, we lived like right outside or right next to our church. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went in there to his office where I knew I could be alone. And like, I had a snack with me and I had a yoga ball and I was like watching a show, just trying to to zone out and not think about anything and let my body just do what my body needed to do. So I, I was in there for um, probably like 15, 20 minutes doing that. And I like started and I was on the yoga ball and watching the show and just kind of breathing through contractions. And then they got to where I had to like pause the show and I was like leaning forward and kind of moaning through them. And my husband, I remember, was going to order pizza. And I was like, Hey, how long do you think, like, how long is this going to be? And he's like, it should be here in like the next 10 minutes. I was like, okay, I think when it gets here, we need to go ahead and go in. Um, I'm going to try to go to the bathroom. You know, you should contact our babysitter so that way she knows. And, um, and so I told him and then, um, I just felt like I needed to go to the bathroom. And so I was like, all right, after this next con contraction ends, like I'm going to go to the bathroom and then we can get ready to go. Um, but that contraction never stopped. And so I remember like grabbing my phone and standing up and trying to like walk to the bathroom and like this contraction was just like going on forever. And so I get in the bathroom and I'm on the toilet and my body starts having pushing contractions. And I am so glad I have my phone. So I text my husband. I'm like, um, I am not sure I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make it like, I, I think at this point I was still, I still thought maybe we could start driving. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him to like grab towels and things in the car, um, you know, in case something happened. And so he was, 
um, going to come check on me and was kind of getting that stuff together. And I texted my midwife and I was like, I am, I'm not sure I'm going to make it to you. And she was like, do I need to come to you? And I was like, you, you might need to. And then my contractions got way more intense and I couldn't text her anymore. Um, and by this point, my husband had come into the bathroom and I like slid my phone to him and I was like, you need to call the midwife. And, um, and I had another pushing contraction and I reached and I felt my baby's head and I felt so panicked because I was in the bathroom and I was like, I can't have my baby on a toilet. It's like, I can't go like this floor is dirty. Like I have nowhere to like, my baby is coming. And I was like, my, told my husband, like my baby, is, this baby is coming now. And he was like, you know, still thinking we were going to leave. Mm. Um, and so um, he runs out and grabs some towels and trash bags and a pillow. And he brings all of that in. And I just remember being like, um, just feeling kind of scared at that moment, um, because the baby was coming and it was it, so fast. Um, I just, I was hard to wrap my head around what was going on. Um, and he, and I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm scared. You know, what if, but if something happens, he's like, no, it's going to be okay. We've got this. And so we got my midwife on the phone and she said, let's move her to her hands and her knees. And so we like set me down on the towels and stuff. And I remember just like in that transition transition moment and like getting to my knees and just feeling so much more calm. Um, mm -hmm. And I had a, a pushing contraction and I remember thinking like, okay, I'll just, you know, kind of let this one um, happen and then maybe push with the next one, but it was a pretty big contraction and I pushed and she like came out mm. totally all the way. Um, <laughs> I was like, Oh, well, there's the baby. <laughs> so my husband grabs her and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just had a baby. And he holds her up and we didn't know the gender. So he's like, Oh, it's a girl. And I was like crying because I had just suddenly had my baby and it was a girl and I hadn't had a girl. And, um, just like so overwhelmed and my midwife was like and the baby she wasn't crying yet, so she was like you need to rub her back mm -hmm. and I remember turning around and seeing her and the cord was around her neck and so I just mm -hmm. gently reached it and slipped it back over her head um like no problem and like after the shock kind of died off a little bit I remember like oh okay I'll help like rub her back and so I started doing that and she started crying um and uh just sitting like on my knees and holding her and um and uh just kind of waiting in that moment and then my midwife showed up and um like had me lay down because there was just a lot of blood everywhere mm. <laughs> it was very messy um <laughs> and uh she was um trying to make sure that you know nothing was wrong and mm -hmm. so um uh, waited until I like delivered the placenta and then she actually had to like there was a piece of it stuck and so she kind of had to scrape it out. Um, and, uh, and I remember her being a little concerned and not being able to tell like, um, what blood was what. And so she, I remember she gave me a shot of Pitocin in my leg. And, um, and then uh, at one point I ended up handing my baby to my husband and she kind of moved me back up on the toilet. Um, and, um, gave me another shot of Pitocin in my left mm -hmm. leg and um which the first one was totally fine the second one kind of pinched um mm -hmm. like made my whole leg uh go numb um but uh every like I was fine I wasn't like hemorrhaging or anything like that um so we kind of were able to get cleaned up and um and um they moved me like they helped me walk out to the car and just laid me down in the back of the car and I was just holding my baby like like helping her get latched and things like that um as we drove to the birthing center um so kind of a it was such a whirlwind <laughs> like just reliving that um and you know not knowing not believing that my body was in labor and you know starting labor from the time that I kind of went back into active labor and then had her it was only like 45 minutes. Wow. Um, it's just crazy. <laughs> it is. I mean, such a whirlwind. And I guess <laughs> with your body already being kind of in that place, like ready to go, that castor oil just was like, all right, well, well, oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> yes, it definitely. I don't know that I would recommend it to anybody because <laughs> it, um, it was intense and mm. it definitely worked. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. 
Wow. And my, my midwife was like, if I ever give that to anybody ever again, she's like, they are staying at the birthing center. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not sending them home. Oh, it's yeah. You just, I mean, you never know exactly how something's going to affect, you know, an individual person's body. So that's, that is intense and crazy. Um, but you know, like what an experience you, it seems like you really did have to wrestle through some things mentally and emotionally for this pregnancy and, and preparing for this labor. And then having this be the experience, I mean, did you feel like you, did you feel a sense of like, wow, I really learned something or, or was it just like, this was just really overwhelming? You know, I think, um, I think it was so good because having worked through all of those kind of mental and emotional things and uh, wanting to do everything I could to make sure that things went smoothly and that my baby would be okay. And then I had this experience where I had, I had no control over anything. Mm. Um, And it was, it was so good to just to realize that we can, again, we can do all of the things and sometimes it doesn't work out. And then sometimes we have no control and it works out and kind of, um, surrendering that to the Lord and knowing that he has us in his hand and um, being able to do this with my husband was, um, that was a really cool experience. You know, my Mm -hmm. husband's not, um, I remember when I had my C-section and he was in the room with me and he was holding my hand and like some blood kind of splattered on his like face shield and I saw all of the blood drain from his face because he does not handle blood or needles well and I was like on the operating table and I'm like are you okay <laughs> like are you gonna pass out and so um you know he'd never really wanted to, he's like I don't need to catch the baby like I don't need to see the placenta he's like I'm totally there to support my wife I don't need to do all that and so with this last baby my my midwife kept being like you know do you want to cut the cord if you want to do this he's like I'm totally good to let you guys do everything Mm -hmm. and I will just be there holding her hand. And so it was so funny for um, him, for me and him to have that experience. And he was the one that was like, we've got this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. And that makes um, me want to cry. I know. (laughs) It was so, I was like, I remember posting um, the next, the day that I had her, I was like, he was my superhero. Like Mm -hmm. he was just, um, I couldn't have done that without him. And so, uh, it was just, it was a really good experience. Um, so not what, I mean, not anything that I'd recommend, you know, <laughs> it's like, do this, you know, it'll work out great. But, uh, I definitely, I don't have any, I think it was so good for me because I had struggled so much with wanting things to go so well. Mm-hmm. And then I had this experience where it was totally out of my control mm-hmm. and, um, it worked out fine. And it was just, it, I think it relieved so much fear and anxiety that I had. Gosh, Stephanie, that is amazing. All of your all of your different birth stories have been so fascinating. And this is just this final one really is I, I feel like it is just such a good example, like you said, of this fact that we try as we might, we cannot control the outcome, we cannot control how things unfold. There are plenty of things that we can control you know, how we prepare. You did such an amazing job with preparation, but, but when it comes down to it, we don't know how things are going to unfold and we do have to just surrender that trust to the Lord. Just like you said, that's amazing. Um, it has been such an honor to hear your stories. I am so grateful that you were willing to share. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for coming on the happy home birth podcast. Thank you so much again for having me. And I've, I've so enjoyed, uh, talking with you, And I hope that this is an encouragement to some moms out there somewhere. Wasn't that a whirlwind? Stephanie's been through so many different experiences. I know we're certain to find so many takeaways throughout. As we head into this week's episode roundup, here's what stuck out to me. First, Stephanie and her midwife were still willing to give birth to her twins at home once they realized that they were indeed two. However, after further evaluation, it was realized that a birth with healthy outcomes in this particular situation was not looking like a strong possibility. What I find so helpful about this decision was that Stephanie was informed enough to know that although under other circumstances, she'd be willing to have this twin birth at home, but during this time, she knew that her decision to have a C-section was the best choice for her. 
Stephanie did not feel coerced or pushed. She was still able to take responsibility for her care and accept the benefits afforded by the hospital. Number two, I am so glad we were able to discuss the importance of nutrition. Listen, growing, birthing, and feeding babies is not a low-energy process. We give so much of ourselves, quite literally, to these new lives, and we do become depleted. It's incredibly important to make sure that we take this into consideration preconception if possible, certainly prenatally, and absolutely postpartum, so that we can actively replenish our bodies. And if you want to learn more about that, skip back to our episode from last week with Lauren De La Cruz called Conscious Conception. That will be a great explanation for all of this repleting. And finally, let's tie up that loose end. You can do all of the prep work in the world, but there's a chance that your birth is going to look completely different from what you expect. I mean, who visualizes giving birth in their church bathroom? But our bodies are designed for this great work. And the rest we must learn to surrender. What a humbling lesson it is for all of us, yet how beautiful at the same time. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.